The crash had shorted out the lights of the Awakener freighter, but emergency backups flickered fitfully, providing horrific glimpses of the intruder. It was an ogre of tarnished metal and chainmail, standing eight feet high and five broad. Its face, if it had a face, was set low between its enormous shoulders and hidden behind a circular grill. Two malevolent and inhuman eyes peered out, cold chips of light shining in a void. The sentinels crouched in doorways or took what cover they could find. They were the guardians of the Awakeners, soldiers for the cause. They wore grey cassocks with high collars and the emblem of the cipher emblazoned in black on the breast. They aimed their rifles and let fly. Bullets sparked off the creature's armour. It flinched, bellowed, then came stamping onward with a roar. The foremost of the sentinels broke cover and ran. Seeing him falter, others followed, backing away in fear. One man, full of the zeal of the faithful, stepped bravely out into the centre of the corridor. Stand your ground, he cried, for the old soul, and he fired his rifle at point-blank range through a gap in the creature's face grill right between its eyes. He hit nothing. There was a series of sharp metallic echoes as the bullet ricocheted about inside the monster's body. The sentinel had only an instant to wonder how an empty armoured suit was storming an awakener freighter before he was backhanded into the wall with the force of a steam train. The other sentinels lost all taste for the fight then, and they fled shrieking. The monster thundered off in pursuit. When the coast was clear, Frey and his crew stepped into the passageway, revolvers and shotguns in their hands. They followed warily in the monster's wake, pausing only for the captain to examine the spread-eagled form of the dead man, who was still embedded in the wall in the midst of an artistic splatter pattern. He was wearing a startled expression, as if surprised to find that he was a corpse. Good old Bess, Frey said approvingly. She ain't subtle, but she gets the job done, Malvary agreed. Graether Crake, the Ketty J's demonist and the man behind the monster, felt vaguely sick. Bess's rampages never failed to distress him. It wasn't the sheer ferocity with which she maimed and crushed her opponents. It was because she took such childish glee in the carnage. The whole crew was here, with the exception of Harkins, who was even more useless with a gun than Crake was. Leading the way was the captain, sporting a demon-thralled cutlass and a surplus of charm to hide his many and varied flaws. Next to him was Malvary, a man of great size and enormous mirth, with a ring of white hair and round green-lensed glasses perched on his wide nose. Silo, the Ketty J's Murthian first mate, walked alongside. Bringing up the rear was Jez. Jez, half-main and getting more so every day, in Craig's opinion. There was a jostling at his elbow, and Pin pushed past him down the corridor. Oh yes, he'd forgotten Pin. He had warm feelings for the rest of the crew, even the cowardly Harkins, but Pin he didn't like at all. Crake was a man who valued intelligence, and Pin was only slightly more intelligent than yeast. Are you coming? Pin asked impatiently, eager to shoot something. After you, said Crake, barely concealing his disdain. Pin went off up the passageway. Behind him, the man embedded in the wall peeled away and slumped into the corridor. Crake focused all his concentration on keeping his supper where it was meant to be. He found Ashua at his shoulder, the ginger-haired tattooed girl from the slums and most recent addition to the crew, 
Don't worry, she said. You know awakeness. They're pushovers. Unless they've got imperatals on board, Craig said. On a craft like this, doubt it, she said. She gave him a pat on the shoulder. Besides, that's what we've got you here for, ain't it? Craig laughed nervously and stepped over the dead man, doing his best not to look. They caught up to the others just as they were preparing to burst into a room off the passageway. The door was shut, and Frey and Malvery had taken position on either side. Bess was around the corner, terrorizing those sentinels who hadn't run far enough the first time. Frey gave the nod to the doctor, who pulled the sliding metal door open. Screams of fright came from within. Frey peered inside, then relaxed and waved to the others. Silo, Ashua, and Jez covered the passageway while Frey, Pin, and Malvery went in. Once Craig had judged it was safe, he followed. <laughs>